What's up, Mets fans? Happy Monday. Fired up. Fired up. Fired up. What a past few weeks for the New York Mets. Since the All-Star break, the Mets are one of the hottest teams in baseball. Who would have thunk that we have a playoff-style atmosphere at Citi Field in August? Dude, they're as hot as they've ever been since 1990. Yeah. like <laughs> Basically, this is the best baseball stretch I've seen the Mets play over two and a half weeks in my entire life watching the Mets. Like, I was five when they did it in 1990. So, it, it's, like, impossible, right? <laughs> and yet, they're doing it. And, you know, for the older Mets fans who saw 73 or 69 and how quickly things can change, it's been really eye-opening. Like, oh, it can just happen and materialize out of nowhere. And, you know, this is why you keep the faith or got to believe yeah, and all yeah, these yeah. things that would have rolled my eyes at a couple of weeks yeah, ago. But you I, did roll your eyes. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I guess it does happen. It's weird. It's crazy. And yeah. and this weekend, my gosh, unbelievable! You guys, everybody was there on Saturday night. What was it like to be at that game coming off the Friday? I, it was just I incredible hate, atmosphere and series. You know, I hate rubbing things in because I wasn't there on Friday, and I was extremely jealous that I missed Friday night's game. But playoff atmosphere for sure in August at City Field in 2019. There is. Clearly, optimistic fans out there. There are people that, like myself, I've, I've always said or have said in the past, until they're mathematically out, I believe that they could possibly do something. And a few weeks ago when I, when I was sitting here barking like they still got a chance, in the back of my mind, I didn't fully believe that. I mean, I believe that there may have been a run left in these guys. And, uh, you know, the real, real test – I said the real test starts this past weekend, which they, they won – Two out of three against the Nationals, as we all know. It would have been nice to see the sweep. But the test continues tomorrow in Atlanta. They're going against the first place Braves, but they are they are not out of sight yet for the uh, NL East here. I mean, they got a couple stretches left in them. Hopefully, they could uh, come out on top, at least two out of three down in Atlanta, and then clean up in Kansas City this weekend. But I guess I can't say never now on that, no, right? No, no. You can never <laughs> say never. Uh, yeah. Unlikely as it might be that they win the division. I mean, hey, after the last couple of weeks, you can't. You can't just say they can't do it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Numbers are against them. The power of Pugsley as well. 16-3 and three mm. since we've given, we were given uh, Pugsley's horseshoe. Oh, damn it. It's not on your desk today. Mm. Well, I, I uh, haven't touched it since. So yeah, you haven't okay. touched it. As long it. as I don't touch it, I think we're good. I left it in the truck. Uh, what's up, Lizzie? How are you feeling? Up, oh, sorry. Fired up. Oh, fired up. Fired up. Fired up. Fired up. Yep. So, fired uh, up. we got a big, big show today. A lot to talk about. Like three things came out over the past two hours that I didn't even have written on our rundown here, but we're going to have to touch on them. The schedule came out for next season. The Mets are going to Puerto Rico. I've known where we're going for a couple weeks now. I couldn't really talk about it, um, but we are going to get to that a little bit later in the show. Also, uh, Bagel Boss Guy and Lenny Dykstra, well, I, some people don't even care to talk about this, but they're going to fight each other, which is unbelievable. And our buddies at FOCO sent over six, not one, not two, not three, six Stranger Things Mets mashup bobbleheads. We got the Pete Alonzo uh, sitting there on the couch with the, uh, the letters behind them from that, that, that famous scene from Stranger Things. Mr. Met riding the BMX bike and the, what do they call it? Demi Gorgon, Demi God, whatever this thing is, holding the Mets, uh, the Mets jersey there. So we're giving away the set of three on Facebook and Twitter. So one person that retweets is going to win all three. One person that shares is going to win all three. And thanks to our friends at FOCO 
for hooking us up. So what they're doing, a special promo for you guys. If you use the promo code LFGM10 on FOCO.com, it's F-O-C-O.com, you can get 10% off anything in the Mets category. Super, super cool of them. This is the one we got here, the Pete, Pete Alonzo. We also got the uh, Stranger Thing Mr. Met. And what do they call that? The Demi Gorgon. The Demi Gorgon. Demi Gorgon. And this is the biggest prize package we've ever given away. They are worth $170 each for the uh, the set. So it's uh, one. Wait, they're each a hundred. No, or it's... the set of three is one hundred and seventy dollars. Oh, like, Whoa! <laughs> no, one hundred and seventy dollars. Uh, so shout out to them. Foco.com, ten percent off using the promo code LFGM ten LFGM ten on anything in the Mets category. So you could like one of their bathing suits or one of these other bobbleheads here. Shout out to them. They do a phenomenal job, and we are pumped to be giving away these bobbles. So back to Saturday night. Playoff atmosphere for sure. Um, a lot of people that I follow or that I know even from the team that have been there for decades were saying that they this is one of the most exciting games that they've ever been at, which is a lot. This is crazy. I mean, the Mets have gone through It was back-to-back -back nights because Friday would have been on that list too. No, oh, yeah, but they said about Friday night, Friday or Saturday. So, yeah. you know, looking back to 2015, a lot of the people that I'm friends with, like, you know, Mark Levine's been the team photographer for decades. He wrote something on Instagram that it was one of the most exciting games he's ever covered. Uh, so I'm sitting on my couch on Friday night watching this all unfold. And a guy who was potentially, you know, on the block to be traded, Frazier, comes through in such a big spot. Mm -hmm. Conforto, who, you know, has such a great uh, second half run here. Unbelievable, unbelievable turn of events. Well, you think about it, right? Like over the last mm, 10 years, since City Field opened, uh -huh, uh -huh. if we're ranking the best regular season games in City Field history, did we have two of the top five uh, this weekend? I don't know. I, right? Probably. I, I would think the game against the Phillies uh, in 2016, where Reyes tied it with a homer in the ninth, and then Cabrera hit the walk-off. Uh -huh. I would think the Mets National Series in 2015, and there were a couple of games in there, the Wilmer Flores walk-off, and then the Sunday night game sticks out of my head as mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. when they hit back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back home runs on Sunday night baseball. But be besides those, you know, you might look at some moments like a Matt Harvey start that would stand out, but not an entire game that was just, man, that atmosphere, that result, that drama was top of the line. I, I really think you had two of the top five this past weekend. The documentary, hopeful docu documentary they make <laughs> about this season is going to be incredible. Um, yeah, but absolutely must-see TV. I'm driving home from, we went out to dinner and Friday night in, in uh, Port Jeff, and on the way back, I'm like, man, I'm looking at the clock, like, game starts in six minutes, alright, we gotta rush, like, it's, it's, I haven't felt that way in August in four years, so it's, it's unbelievable, I'm so excited that uh, we're gonna be down there in Kansas City, or over there in Kansas City this weekend, hopefully the Mets uh, show up in Atlanta, and we have a lot of juice going into this weekend. Um, I, I don't know, man, I'm so pumped, I'm so fired up, and it, you know, that Friday night atmosphere I'm watching at home. And even though, you know, we live however many miles away from City Field, I was so happy for my friends that were there because, you know, I like to say this and, you know, I've been writing it online. I've been seeing some people at the tailgate party, not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but a few weeks ago, how many people were so against and anti, like, fuck this team. They got nothing. They're done. They're toast. They're not buying in. And then the same people are like at the game on Friday night, so fired up, so back in. I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying like buddies I don't blame mine. anybody for that. No, I, no, no. I don't blame them either. Dude, like I said, they've done something over the last two and a half weeks that I have never seen them do. So how would you even know that it's possible that you could rip off 15 wins in 16 games? Forget about this group. 
that couldn't field a ball, had nobody in the bullpen that you trusted, and still has some of those issues, yeah. but has overcome them well enough over the last two and a half weeks. Like, we're at the point now where we are beyond the rational, and you can explain it, when Luis Guillorme <laughs> yeah. is hitting pinch hit, game-tying home runs, we are off in fantasy land uh, somewhere way beyond, right? Like, you can't explain that or expect that, and so the dejection and frustration and anger it was there two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. I don't think you're ridiculous for no, now no. jumping on board because it's been that remarkable what has happened here. Speaking of jumping on board, your boy, uh, uh, your boy, um, damn, I'm, I'm just a horrible lead in here. Uh, uh, SNY guy, we, we were talking, uh, Sal, Sal Licata. Licata? I'm okay. sorry, I'm sorry, Sal. Sal's so, in. Sal's back. <laughs> he, he bought his first ever uh, seven line t shirt today. Guess which one it is? Yeah, the uh, PMA. P He's the least positive person I know. How could you buy the PMA? <laughs> I got to ask him about it, why it struck a nerve with him. But he, yeah, I retweeted when he saw he, Thanks, he bought it. And uh, he's he's positive Sal sometimes. Yeah. That's his alter ego. <laughs> he doesn't come out very often. But uh, but yeah, he's, he's in, man. I was talking to him last week, and we're, he's like, Are you believing this? Are you really buying it? Uh huh. And, uh -huh. Kind of like, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. And then I, I think this weekend had to change it, though, right? Because even if you were like, all right, they're playing better baseball. They haven't really played anybody. Let's kind of see where this goes. Just experiencing what City Field was like, and I experienced it from my couch. It wasn't any of the games. But experiencing what it was like on Friday and Saturday, it's it's a completely different world, right? Like, And the way that they won those games. Now, they lose on Sunday, but it, it doesn't feel like it was that detrimental loss, right? You lose a little bit of the juice, a little bit of the momentum that the Mets had, but they get the off day Monday. They'll probably need it. Like, I'm kind of curious, is there a hangover after you play a series like that in August? As much as we're all in amazement at how fired up City Field was for an August regular season series, how do the players then come off of this, go to Atlanta, where there's generally not that much juice? There will probably be some this week. Yes, it's meaningful games, but it's it's a little different. Then all of a sudden they're going to be playing in, in Kansas City, and yes, the seven line will be there on Saturday, but on Friday and Sunday it's going to be twenty thousand Royals fans who don't care one way or the other. So it's just it's going to be very different coming off of this series. And you know, again, is there a hangover? I think is there so. Something to it. I think so. I mean, Saturday night I'm sitting on my couch after the game. You know, drove back home, and I'm thinking like, man, as a fan. It's so hard to go to sleep after these games. I'm so juiced up, so fired yes. up. As a player, if you're Guillaume, you're Frazier, you're Conforto, how long does it take for that high to 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 disperse and get back? Like, That's all right, great question. Back after tomorrow, or are they just laying in bed like, wow, that yeah. just fucking happened? Well, like, it's Saturday night, like Luis Guillaume hits that home run, which he got how, back, which he got back by the way, which he got back. Very nice. I, that took fan. a picture with the ball, so that's cool. Uh, but he hits his first career home run, huge spot. He's been up and down from the minor leagues and majors all year, so I'm sure extremely appreciative of being in that situation. And yeah, and then he's got to shut it down so that he can play and be at the ballpark at what nine thirty the Probably. next day. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know how you do that. Fans are still <laughs> nestled in bed, like oh, game starts soon, you know. And uh, unless you got a four year old that wakes you up at six thirty in the morning, but uh, yeah, the uh, it's got I, that would be a good question to ask a guy. You know, after a walk off, how's it to how long does it take you to get to sleep that night? It's got to be. It's got to be incredible, especially your first home run like that, you know, coming through in a big spot. But uh, we talked about PMA on the show last week, and that's we were just talking about Sal picking up the T-shirt. PMA has been something I've been talking about a long time. 
little did I even realize this until afterwards. We got a couple tweets about this. Thanks to everyone that put it on our radar. PMA is also Pete Alonzo's initials. <laughs> so I'm sitting inside and Lizzie's like, wait, what's going on? Because I'm sitting and I'm like, I can't believe this. this yeah. is, no way. How is this even possible? Like, what is Peter Morgan Alonzo, PMA. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. And I've been writing tweets to Sugar Diaz every day. Every single day, I try to send a tweet to Sugar with, uh, hey, you got this. It's a nice day. You know, Great. he said something after the game He said yesterday. something I'm trying to stay positive. I don't know if he maybe read the yeah, tweets. He said positive attitude. Yep. I was like, oh, he didn't quite say PMA, but he did say keeping a positive attitude. So By the time he came in yesterday, it's not like he blew the game, but he definitely it was it was out of reach after he gave up that home run. Uh, Familia had a strong game, strong uh, struck out the side there in the eighth. It wasn't out of reach, though, and they came no. back from three runs on Friday. I know, I know, but you know what I mean. It's It was a one-run game at that point. Well, he stunk again, yeah. Diaz. I mean, that's been. Ugh. Can we can we just go back to? Can I ask you a question. Is this paper from last week or this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, last get rid week. of that so I don't get confused. Um, God, what's up? Um, if it's something we already covered, I'm going to kill you. No, th- well, <laughs> going back to the PMA and when you realized that that, that was his initials, uh-huh. you can't. Okay, so my my door, I have a window that's in front of my my. A window for inside. It's not a window to outside. Yes. No, a window to, to the inside of the hallway. The right, right. And Darren comes out. Fists up in the air. <laughs> He's talking about PMA. Oh my God, his initials, blah, blah. And he does a cartwheel <laughs> in the hallway. And I was crying. I was laughing so freaking hard. I don't really think about this prior. I'm like, I'm pretty tall. I mean, I clearly, you know, you don't get taller when you do a cartwheel, but I was nervous about hitting the ceiling here. Uh, it was ridiculous. I was, I was just a little bit excited. <laughs> you do get taller because you have your hands up too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I wish, I wish that Was it a good cartwheel we, or was it one it of those? Terrible. Like, the legs it was just ter- kind of fall it over folded. Awesomely <laughs> terrible. It was, oh man, I wish we had a camera. Listen, when you're fired up, you're fired up. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it. Is what it is. I mean, PMA. I, I'm 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 a strong believer. We got the T-shirts coming soon. If you ordered one last week, sit tight. If you're Salicata, hopefully he's still positive by the time he comes in. By the Sal's time he gets in, the man. shirt, he'd be like, eh, Sal's man. on board now. You know what I was thinking though? Like, even if the Mets have a bad week here, and and the energy and everything from the last few weeks dissipates, and maybe they don't make the playoffs or aren't going to be in the mix. Would you really have the groundswell of anger no. again at that no. point? Like I, I kind of was thinking about this. This team has come back from the dead, essentially, and it kind of feels like everything's a bonus right now. And I could be very wrong about this because they could, you know, get swept by Atlanta in September, and then everybody goes nuts and uh, they stink again, all that kind of thing. But I, I don't know that I have it in me to get angry again because all of this is so unlikely like when you give up on the season as i pretty much did a couple weeks back how am i then gonna say well they messed this up right right. it's amazing that they're in it i think that's why you had the kind of energy that was there at city field this weekend because there's you always feel like there's the anvil hanging over your head when you root for this team and i think the anvil's kind of been removed in a way because it already fell and it only broke your foot instead of smashing over your head or something. And I wonder, I, I'm kind of curious how it'll play out in that way. If it does go the wrong direction, I, I can't, again, I, I can't imagine right now being angry yeah. with the way this season is Well, let me ask you this out. then. How do you think this turns around for uh, Brody Van Wagenen? A month ago, 
when he sat with us and you know everyone had the pitchforks out and everyone was angry about the the you know the the, the trade they're always they, they keep bringing up the trade the diaz and cano trade. Well, this is the minimum requirement for right brody is they had to be competitive this year yeah. to even remotely justify the cano diaz mm -hmm, deal mm -hmm. so maybe now you give them at least the minimum requirement they were competitive in 2019 and maybe beyond just competitive but they had to be otherwise that trade doesn't make any sense because it's about winning now right if you're not going to win now and you're mortgaging your future what the hell are you doing well what about a guy like jd davis is he getting any credit for for the davis sure, move, you know sure. like the 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 the, the season started clearly on the wrong foot, but they didn't make many piece, many changes here besides, you know, Panic recently, which was a good pickup, and, um, you know, Stroman. But they didn't get rid of the guys who were on the block. You know, we talked about Frazier, mm -hmm. Wheeler, Noah's name was in the mix, and kept the team together. And I, like you said, I think they had to because to back up what he was saying in the offseason, the whole come and get us and we're, we're trying to win now in the future and whatever – you know what? It's it, it, They did turn it around, at least for the time being, so stay hot. And, and with the trade deadline moves, you bring up a good point. If they don't make it back into the race, it doesn't make any sense. No. You're sitting there shaking your head. Like, how do they not get anything for Wheeler? Right. How do they not get something for Todd Frazier? How do they and he's the star. give up prospects again for Marcus Stroman? Now they have to win with him next year, and you're still scratching your head like, they don't have a ton of payroll flexibility, it would appear, going into next year. They don't have other prospects to deal now, at least not at the upper level. So it, it became very difficult to see how this team is going to be competitive unless just with the guys that they had, something clicked and changed. And that's what we've seen these past two weeks. But I will say, you know, you have so many teams around Major League Baseball that are afraid to make the big move, afraid to win now, afraid to give up their prospects. Brody didn't act like that. And all those other teams that are looking for a boost at the trade deadline and, you know, our front office believes in us, they didn't get that. The Mets did. So the other day, Brody puts out a photo on Saturday Night. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see the 40,000 Mets fans in attendance and the Seven Lions Army out in, the Seven Lions Army is out there in City Field. And, uh, you know, I replied, I think it was at that point, we lost yesterday, but at that point, I think it was 23 and 8 since he sat with us. I was like, maybe you were a good luck charm, man. Mm. Next year, you got to maybe schedule and sit with us a little earlier in the year mm. so we don't have the same, uh, same outcome there. But uh, let's give a shout to our friends at McKellar as we do each week. I'm uh, on the United. We cheers today. Pete's actually on some iced coffee. I'm just drinking solo today. Call me a little Monday Alki here. Actually, Lizzie's got one as well. They so, have a cold brew at McKellar. I would love to do that right now. My buddy drinks that nitro cold brew. I don't know yeah. if it's nitro, but whatever it is, they got cold brew on tap. I so a few months ago is good. I'm on the United. We cheers back in stock and now available at almost a hundred locations in New York. A lot of people are asking when they can get McKellar to uh, sell their beers in other states. They can't for the time being, so it is just a New York thing. So pop on over to McKellarNYC.com, and this cool thing I actually noticed just today is if you go to the uh, the beer area, you can type in, if you're looking for a specific beer, United We Cheers, for instance, and type in your, your radius here and uh, click search. It'll show you everywhere the beer is available to pick up at either distributors oh, or cool. bars. Uh, so definitely give them a call ahead of time if you want to make sure that what you're looking for is in stock. Ooh, so this one is good. Also, what I want to let you know about at McKellar, like each week they have the Wednesday night trivia. And every weekend, which if you can't make it out to Kansas City this weekend with the crew, pop on over because they do a tailgate party style at the brewery. So the beers are $4 for lagers, $7 for steins, and $10 for pitchers. And the food special is 75-cent wings. So if you happen to be in the area or you can't make it out to Kansas City, pop on over to McKellar 
around the outfield uh, in the back of uh, the ballpark on Seaver Way. And uh, give them a shout. Tell them Orange and Blue things sent you. This one is really good. Which one is that? The Lawn Days. Lawn it's a Days. It's, it's a, a little bit lighter, shandy. right? Yep. It's lighter and it's a shandy with lemons and limes. It's really, really delicious. Very refreshing. refreshing. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Well, it's nice. That one's today. good. So let's, let's hit the phones quick. Yeah. We got Alex in Kansas. What's up, Alex? Hey, what's up? I'm calling. Maybe do you think that the Mets should pick up Matt Harvey to bolster our bullpen despite the struggles Harvey had over the last few years? No. <laughs> nope. No. All right. Thanks uh, for the call. You want him, Alex? <laughs> Alex, you want Matt Harvey? He's trying to save games to the Mets? But it's bad. It's not that bad right now. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. But let's talk about something that did happen. Alex, you going to the event this weekend? I, 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 I hung up on him. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I, we should have kept him on, but I thought after we gave him a second to say something, he didn't speak. So I thought I thought the call was over. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, Sorry, Alex. Yeah, Th just... Thanks for the call, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our buddy Brad, who's endearing himself to Mets fans immediately. Uh, Harry Rose was talking about it on the broadcast the other day. Um, is it Brock? Brad Brock? Brock. Brock. I didn't want to say it wrong. Brad Brock was an active member of the Baltimore Orioles in 2015, and he bought a Mets jersey at Dick's and went to the World Series to cheer on the Mets. <laughs> That's unheard of, right? Well, Matt Harvey did it, speaking of. Right? He didn't, well, he didn't have the jersey, but yes, that is... That's something you got to be like that reliever that no one really recognizes. Yeah, but yeah. imagine you're a big leaguer hanging out at the ballpark, wearing the jersey, rooting on the team, and apparently he's got a family full of Mets fans. And I heard him saying to SNY that... His goal wasn't so much to get to the major leagues as it was to play for the Mets. That's so, unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I love him just saying all the right things where he has like the best, uh, you know, the the best, uh, you know, well, agent telling him what to say when he gets here. But that's unbelievable. If he's at the game, he's at the game. Right, right, right. right. So uh, that's that's pretty cool. He's at game three of the World Series. So he saw Cindergard. I mean, so he's seen the ballpark like it was this weekend, certainly. And uh, he pitched well yesterday, too. You know, he could be an important piece. I know his numbers in Chicago were terrible but he's been a very effective reliever over the years and you never know with these guys like you just catch lightning in a bottle for instance last year Jairus Familia he didn't pitch particularly well mm -hmm. in the first half of the season with the Mets he went to Oakland yep. and was terrific over the final couple months of the year so you know sometimes you get a guy with a track record you throw him into a, a race or a different team or you know you get to pitch in front of your family and friends and and you find something or it's a little mechanical tweak that Someone new, a new pitching coach is able to give you whatever it might be. Uh, so I, why not? And I think that's why they need guys in that pen. Maybe not Matt Harvey, but they, yeah. they yeah, get yeah, some yeah, yeah. Brad Brock's little world and give him a shot. I think clearly, first half of the season, we were all down on Familia. He wasn't producing, and you know, myself included, look back to how he performed in Oakland last year, and I, that's I was excited for him to come back, and I think a lot of fans I was were. Yeah. Uh, maybe they gave him a little bit too much money, but. Uh, we'll see what happens if you know if yesterday's any indication that this guy uh, can be productive down the stretch. We yeah, familiar gonna, struck out the side yeah, yesterday too. But if we're going to do anything here, uh, you know, Diaz Diaz huh? has to turn it around. And Lugo you, is. You know clearly, what I felt, and you were at the game, so maybe it was something you talked about with some people. So the Mets come back and take the lead in the bottom of the eighth inning, mm -hmm. and I'm like, all right, they're up one. But gosh, if Edwin Diaz comes into this game, I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was my feel. And I was so excited when the Mets stuck with Lugo yeah, for the second yeah. inning because I wasn't sure if they would do that because he gave up the home run to Juan Soto. And by the way, how impressive was he this weekend? But you know what I liked about Soto and also annoyed the hell out of me, depending on how you're looking at it? He kept stepping out. 
He called time on Lugo twice before he hit the home run. Then he did it again to DeGrom in the first inning on Sunday. And I feel like he threw the pitchers off. This is a kid. He's like 20, 21 years old. And he's hitting like a 40-year-old in softball, right? Like just trying to do anything you can to find an edge. But anyway, as far as Lugo goes, I was just so excited that I wasn't going to have to sweat Diaz. I trust Lugo. Yep. And obviously that's a big change. And then Sunday, you know, Diaz comes in. You're like, ugh. You know, it's not going to be a one-run game after this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he tantalizes you because he had a couple of strikeouts and he's throwing 98. And every once in a while, the slider does do what it's supposed to be and is located where it's supposed to be. And then, boom, it's another home run off this guy. And if you can only throw, you know, 10 out of 15 pitches where you want, that's not going to be good enough at the big league level. I don't know what you do with him at this point anymore, to be honest with you, because I've always been just keep throwing him out there. You have to. He pitched in six days. Yeah. Until yesterday, too. It's not yeah, like, he had a break. Yeah, a long break. What else are you going to do? Uh, you can't. I still don't think you could send him to the minors, but it's more in the realm of possibility. You got to put him in some really low leverage situations and just say, dude, get some confidence. Getting back. a week off is almost like getting sent down no, for, you know well, what I mean? Like, it's it, come it on, should guy. be a reset button, yeah. and it's not. And I'm telling you, the Mets play a lot of games at home over the last month and a half of this season. And you heard it yesterday. He's booed off the mound. He's booed onto the mound now. It's not going to get any easier for him at home unless he really starts lighting it up. And I think that gets very difficult when the whole fan base is rallying around 24 guys like we've almost never seen. And then there's one guy, and every time he messes up, it, the whole place, the whole energy of the ballpark changes on him. I and mean, it's a remarkable Sunday. There's only one time yeah. that there were any boos the know, whole weekend, and it's Edwin Diaz on Sunday. So do you know who got cheered MVP chance on Saturday night? Guillaume, I don't know. Doolittle. So the <laughs> the, uh, the 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 pitchers come out to the bullpen in waves, uh, and I think it was around the second or third inning. Doolittle do walks out into the into the bullpen, which is directly next to us, and we were cheering for him. He was a really great sport. He took his hat off. He He's was supposed to be a great guy. He was a great sport, and you know, after getting rocked the night before, uh, you know, he was he was playing along with it, which is great. We always have a fun time with the guys who kind of go along with it. Yeah. I always talk about Jock Peterson, uh, always being a great sport with us as well. So Jesse Winker doesn't count. We'll see, man. Next month is going to be insane. Uh, I, I know I talked about it on the show. There's a two-week turnaround if I decide that I want to get these big hands uh, for the crew. So we'll, we'll talk about it in about a couple more weeks. Let's hit the phones, though. We got uh, Nathan in L.A. What's up, Nathan? Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. What's going on, Nathan? How you doing, guys? Awesome right. to be here with you guys. Yeah, great. Thanks for calling. What do you got? So um, well, I was talking uh, with a couple of friends, and my whole family is a Mets fan. I'm in, in, in L.A. I'm from Mexico, but still. And we're talking that um, with the Dodgers, that that series coming up in mid-September, I think that's going to be the key one to get into the playoffs. And, um, and for that point, I think the Dodgers are already going to clinch the, um, in their um, division. So I don't know what's going to happen over there, but I, I think that is going to be the the key series for well it's the toughest series left that's for sure yeah Uh, the Dodgers are a better team than the Braves this is the toughest series the Mets have left on the schedule the Indians playing very good baseball but the Dodgers are the best team so yeah that'll be it's only three games so it's not make or break for their season when you look out and they still have what 40 something games to play but uh yeah that'll be a tough one and I tell you what you do start uh, peeking ahead a little bit and all this excitement and who would the Mets get in the division series it would be LA again yep. like it was in 2015 yep 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 all right uh, Nathan have that fun out there all right have fun thank you so much 
Thanks, right. thanks for calling. Oh, I just cut him off there. Sorry about that, Nathan. Uh, so, again, share the show if you are interested in winning uh, the set of uh, Stranger Things bobbleheads. Thanks to FOCO, FOCO.com. Use the promo code LFGM10. If you see anything on their site that you're interested in picking up, you get 10% off LFGM10. Let's talk about LFGM, though, for a second. How about because... how quickly Pete Alonzo is the face of the Mets know, here, right? right? Like, he gets the bobblehead and, and not anybody else. And this is a guy that... He wasn't on the team until yeah. opening day this yeah. year. It's, well, it's amazing. He's the man. He's going to break the franchise record. What? This road trip, maybe? I hope so. He's at what? 38 38. Home runs? Yep. Because we're, re we're re-releasing the uh, Polar Pete shirts when he hits 40. So we're waiting okay. for two more home runs. That's when the shirts will be back on our site. That's incredible. It's mid-August. Yeah. Not even mid-August. It's the dude. What? Well, you had four straight games with a home run. You didn't have one yesterday. But four straight games up mm -hmm. till yesterday with a, with a bomb. And uh, let's well, he talk got hit by the pitch yesterday. Yeah, let's talk about that. And then the Nationals like, eh, we'll just let him have first. exactly. Do you th like the 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 broadcast was baffled? How are they not reviewing this? Yeah. But I said, would you rather take the bat out of his hands? It's almost like an intentional walk. Yep. Do you think that's that was their reasoning? I didn't uh, read what Davey Martinez had to say about it afterwards, but. That's about the only logic that I could see to it. Yeah, it was it was clearly clearly at the bat. I mean, anyone could have noticed that if you watched the replay there. But they didn't challenge it, and it didn't end up doing anything for us in the long run. But LFGM, not everyone wants to say LFGM. Uh, the players are rallying behind it. At least a lot of the players are rallying behind it using the hashtag Boomer Esiason. Prominent Mets fans are writing it, and I understand the reluctancy by some people, the team included now, which I'll talk about in a second, that uh, they're not getting behind this LFGM. I mean, it was a it was a rallying cry from Pete to the fan base, and it clearly worked. It spread oh, like yeah, wildfire. It resonated, it resonated yeah. with the fans, and you know, it's a different day. It's a different era. It's 2019. Uh, not saying that people are supposed to curse, but if you say LFGM, and Pete goes on with SNY the other day and says. Real fans know what the F stands for, yada yada. Uh, the well, Mets. I told mystery. you somebody somebody stopped me. I went to the Monday night game and somebody stopped me while I was walking out of the ballpark at the end of the game. She's like, "Oh, I know you," and I was like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> it's a weird, in weird, whatever. Um, and she said, "Tell Darren not to use the F," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, "In in LGM, tell him not to use the F," and I was like, "Okay, thanks." <laughs> Bye. Well, but some people don't aren't comfortable with it. Yeah, some people. Well, I don't go out is? of my way to say no. it. I, you know, if it if it's the but conversation, it's the conversation. You know, like, well, yeah, I'm not. You know, I can curse here, but yeah, I don't generally. You don't have to. It's not. You talk to me thing. any other moment where it's not a microphone in my yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. You have the right audience is a different story, but I. You know, I, I think you want everything to be, I don't know, kid-friendly to some exactly. degree. Very, maybe more importantly that the parents are comfortable with it, having their hey kids Dad, around Hey, Dad, what does that mean? Yeah. Some parents, I'm sure, they don't so much care if their kid curses in the right right environment or whatever it might be. But other parents have a big issue yeah, with we that. We tell like, Amelia that stupid a is a bad word. So we're not dropping yeah. F-bombs at our house. But yeah. the, the, the only thing that really, like a guy like Mets Police, which I'll pull up his tweet here. Uh, which we agree on almost nothing, but I like the guy in person. <laughs> so uh, Mets police writes, I don't want to be friends with the F people. The Mets can have whatever brand they want, but I will rail against this until my last breath. We should not let a guy who has been here for five months change the culture. Pete Alonso does not know what a true Mets fan is. All right, well, Mets police likes to just be mad online. I mean, this that's his thing. That's his shtick. That's his name. Mets police likes to police the Mets. But LFGM. We're getting constant emails, constant texts, constant tweets, constant 
every inbox we have, when are we making an LFGM shirt? Even even on the truck. The sales even on the, the other truck. Day. The other day I had a live after five. If we had Stroman shirts, which haven't come in yet, or LFGM shirts, we would have sold hundreds of them. Guys, I'm sorry to break it to you. We are not making LFGM shirts um, for obvious reasons that we just talked about. The the league is not going to approve anything that says LFGM. That's just the way it is. Everything we make goes through approvals. Guys like uh, Athlete Logos and Graphics Joker and all these other guys that make shirts for the fans that don't have a license, they were on it immediately, which, you know, more power to them. We can't do that, unfortunately. So LFGM shirts are not in the pipeline. And um, even the Mets, the other day, they posted a video recap of the insane uh, uh, plays in the past couple weeks and uh it has conforto in there saying we really need the, the the fans to show up we feed off your atmosphere or whatever or your energy whatever he said mm -hmm. and then it shows pete i don't know if lizzie saw this he leans into the to the mic when he's talking to gelbs and he goes l and it shows like a home run and he goes g m they just took the f out so like Everyone knows that clip. That clip is famous. That clip is part of Mets lore now if this, this thing continues. To take it out, maybe even just beep it. I don't know. Something. It's Take it out completely or just don't use it at all because it makes it even worse, I think. Yeah, well, that's his thing, right? And, and again, uh, let me just say, I don't have a problem with it. If you Dom embrace Smith's it, you dig it. Oh, yeah, my God. This guy's license plate. Like, oh, it's my great. God. That and was again, amazing. It's yeah. really resonated with, oh, uh, with so a lot good. of the fan base here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dom with the scooter. You had Scooter shirtless doing oh the interview God. with Gelbs after great. the game on Friday night. It was just uh, a total mess. You know what stood out to me Friday night, too, that we haven't touched on? How about Steven Strasburg talking about talking to the Nationals uh, fans, basically, yes. and saying, hey, see see what this kind of atmosphere can do? And I'm paraphrasing him, but that's, that's the ultimate compliment for a fan base, right? When someone who had Harvey's better chanted at him early on in his career at this ballpark surely has no love for the Mets. And he's complimenting the fan base uh, of the Mets for the atmosphere that was brought there. And to some degree, I think, yeah, critiquing his own. So here it is here. Uh, Byron Kerr, who uh, is a beat reporter for the Nationals, put on Twitter, Strasburg calling for extreme loudness at Nationals Park. They pull for their team, and, and I don't know if they come play for us again, but I hope all the fans are watching the game because it gets into crunch time and those things really carry teams and get us to the next level. He's not the first Nationals player to talk about their fan base uh, in this light. And um, uh, Bryce Harper, a couple years ago, said the same thing. It was a Mets-Phillies Mets game tied in the, maybe the ninth, and uh, fans were rushing for the for the gates because i guess the train comes at a certain time oh, yeah. they left early and he actually brought it up afterwards like well our fans left like what do you how do you think we feel when we're playing and we're looking at the stands and everyone's leaving uh, yeah so it's i mean it is what it is but yeah that stuff goes a long way and i think that uh having a, a, a ballpark filled to capacity on a saturday in in august definitely helps your team get to the it's next not level. just that it was filled it's how it sounded it was unbelievable now i wonder too now, some of the people that were there, did they buy – the Mets were selling tickets for like $7. $7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of these weekend yeah. games, right? And to me, it gets into one of those questions like, all right, we know that the atmosphere was there because they had this crazy winning streak and all of a sudden everybody's bought in. But if you're trying to create a home field advantage, like is it sometimes worthwhile to sell the tickets? I say Super so. discounted. And then guess what? People are paying for – 
parking and concessions and beers and yep. you make it more fun for everybody else to be at the ballpark i think right like maybe the lines for the bathroom are a little longer but you can't beat an atmosphere like friday saturday and sunday that's the kind of thing that makes you a baseball fan that makes you want to go back to city field even when they lost sunday mm-hmm. hey come on if you were at that game and experienced all yep, of that yep. you want to go back and be part of something like that again and i really think some of these teams are you know, penny wise, pound foolish, where you have an opportunity to fill up your ballpark and give people the experience of being there Mm -hmm. and you hope that it creates this kind of atmosphere, that's worthwhile. That's worth every dollar that you're not making on the extra, I don't know, $20 that a ticket would cost. I've been telling the Mets this for years. And all the meetings I've been in, I understand that the premium prices have to be what they are down uh, in the seats that are premium seats. But the upper deck sections that are completely wide open on a Tuesday night Mm -hmm. in April, like opening day will sell out. Two days later, upper decks wide open. Do promos like that. Get people in the ballpark. They like the atmosphere definitely works. It definitely builds the excitement of the game from uh, the players up to the staff. And look, we just talked about Mark Levine having the the most exciting game he's had in decades on a Friday night in August. And it wasn't just how the game played out. It was the energy that the fans brought and the way that that played. I don't know if it shook necessarily. (laughs) I could say that about Shea. The construction's a little better, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but the the atmosphere, the roars of the crowd, I mean, the whole thing, that's what made it special. If that was in front of 20,000, it would not have resonated the same way. Well, you know, the only people that gripe about this, uh, these $7 tickets are the people who, we've talked about this on the show too, um, drop top dollar for these seats before the season starts with the hope and and promise from the Mets that they're going to go out and do something. And then when shit goes south and they start dumping tickets for seven bucks, the guy that spent 35 on that seat's not going to be happy. So, um, you know, it's almost like the, the person who's uh, more confident that the season's going to go a certain way and pays the top dollar is the one that gets burned in the long run. That's well, the- hell, make the season tickets a little less too. Like again, the idea is fill up the park, and I think with City Field, anybody who's gone there, it is difficult to go to City Field and spend under twenty dollars, yeah. right? Like you have to For really sure. plan out your day. Otherwise, if you just want to get lunch and a beverage, you're easily spending that. Forget about your parking and the rest of it. So what? I would think, and surely the Mets of people running these numbers more than I do in my head, but I would think just having people in the ballpark is more profitable than trying to squeeze out these extra dollars. Well, on it's the like tickets. the restaurant industry. Uh, every seat in your restaurant's worth X amount of dollars every time that you open your doors. So if you go to a place that has X amount of seats and every seat's worth that much money, they definitely have to have that math down. I mean, you there's so many crazy baseball stats now. They probably know what each seat's worth in the ballpark. But guess what they're, they're getting in uh, April? Zero out of that seat. So, you know, start being a little bit smarter and do some cool promotions. Let's get back to the phones. We got uh, Brandon in Texas. What's up, Brandon? Hey, guys. How's it going? We're going yeah, all right. All right. Uh, oh, sorry. I kind of like lost it there. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. What do you, what do you got? Uh, I think this weekend was kind of interesting. So we kind of won both those games uh well, the first two in kind of the later innings. Mm-hmm. So I guess what the, my kind of talking point is, do you guys think that this team is actually like very talented and like could go to the playoffs or is it more of like, oh, they're just lucky and this is just their like luck streak. You know, every team has a hot streak. So like, is this just their hot streak? And then eventually they're going to be the same team that they were in June or I'll say this. I'll say it's Friday. The first eight innings, they look like the team from early on in the year. They had defensive miscues. A defensive miscues would cost them on Sunday as well. 
the bullpen wasn't very uh, encouraging on Friday, but I would say right now, there's an energy around this club that is unique. Like earlier in the year, Todd Frazier's not walking up and hitting a three-run game-tying homer in the bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, City Field is cleared out, or close to, if they're down three going into the ninth inning, and, and that wasn't the case on Friday night. So I, I do think there's something to be said, maybe not for momentum necessarily, but energy, belief, PMA, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to... <laughs> Call it to put your finger on that that is around this team right now. I think if it was just a week, like a week hot streak, then yeah, maybe they're, they'll get back to normal in a couple of days. But this is go, closing out on a month now that these guys are playing solid ball. Yeah. So granted, the three extra innings losses they had in California, that aside, I mean, it, they've been playing tremendous over the past month. And uh, hopefully it keeps up. We'll see. Yeah, it's more than just a streak at this point. Yeah, I think that, that's fair when you, you do look at the totality of this yeah. from the All-Star break a ten, on. 10-game run here. It's a yeah. month now. Yeah. You're, you're all right, yeah, Brandon, fair, they, they did play crappy teams throughout most of the month. That is true. So, I mean, everybody's beating up on them. I mean, I, I mean, we didn't play the Orioles, but they're in the same kind of league as uh, Miami is, and by the Pirates are. But the Astros, like, just beat the crap out of the Orioles the other day. It was like 23 to something. So Then they lost Sunday. <laughs> so that's, that's really, like, the thing I'm worried about, which is, like, if this team, like, manages to make even the wild card, are they going to... Do they have enough talent to face off against those teams that are going to be in the playoffs? You know. Well, who are you scared of in the wild card game? I mean, honestly, who are you scared of to face in the NL wild card game? And the scared of to face in the wild card game? Yeah. I don't. There's nobody. There's nobody you should be scared to face in the wild card game. You want me scared of the I... Dodgers? I'm. I understand that. Yeah. But they right. they are the only fearsome team, and the Braves. I would say the Dodgers and the Braves are the two fearsome teams in the National League right now. You take your chances against everybody else. Everybody's very flawed. Almost as flawed as the Mets. <laughs> All right, Brandon, thanks for the call. No, no problem. Have a good one, guys. You and, too. and again, it feels remarkable to be talking about playoffs and all these things. You know, it's. I'm appreciative of where we are, where I'm. I don't want to sit here and think about, oh, the shoe's going to fall off and how things could go wrong because, like, we already did all this. It already happened. There. This is like the zombie Mets right now. They came back to life. Like it, it's all gravy from here, right? Well, you know what's crazy? I, I, it's not even a jinx at this point because it's just part of my gig. But at this, this is the time of year where I have to start coming up with like playoff designs because you know the way the approval process works. I have to start working on playoff designs in August for potential, you know, run down down here in September. So. It's, it's tough, man. It's unbelievable. I, a couple weeks ago, I didn't think I was going to be in this position to where now, you know, we lost Danny. Danny's last day was Friday. Mm -hmm. um, I, it's, it, it, it's not the greatest time for this kid to be smart and go to college, but we need help over here. We got, oh Drew, <laughs> we got Drew in here today picking up the slack. It's me and Lizzie usually every day. We're the only full-timers. And uh, Drew's working in the warehouse helping get orders out. You start packing some boxes yes. around here? Yeah, I might actually Absolutely. need you to, to start staying, sticking around after this and working in the warehouse. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I've talked about this a couple times. I actually wrote it on, the, on Twitter the other day. I kind of forgot how much extra work it is when the Mets are playing the way they are. Even just the social media side. I've run like nine Twitter accounts. Uh, Twitter, social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. There's a lot going on here. I need like a social media assistant or something to kind of pull up the slack here. But it's unbelievable. Um, something that came up today 
which is usually my favorite day of the year. The 2020 schedule came out, and I've been talking with a number of these teams. I actually let the cat out of the bag accidentally during my pregame interview up in Binghamton. I had told the uh, reporter, I can't remember his name now, that we were going to L.A. next year, and I forgot that that really wasn't public knowledge yet, and he said it in the interview. <laughs> and they're going to go to L.A. next year. So I already knew this, but... L.A. is going to be our final ballpark to finally check off our list in the National League. And it will be next year, August 8th, 8-8-20, L.A. Circle your calendars now. We will definitely be out there. And we've talked about this a number of times. The L.A. crowd isn't always the most welcoming. We've heard some horror stories about the parking lot and, and some things that have gone down in, in that neck of the woods. So my plan is to team up with their local crew, the Pantone guys, to do like a joint tailgate party or joint hangout before the game kind of being like we're here to hang out they're a very friendly crowd we're a friendly crowd we're there to love our team and uh, go out there and have a good time so the puerto rico series i'm not even really getting that on our radar yet the i spoke with the mets about this when it was first announced a couple weeks ago before it was uh, official and you know how these games go. These special destination games are really for the locals. Mm -hmm. So I think that local charities, little leagues, and, and things of that nature uh, will be the ones to get the first crack. It's a smaller ballpark. It's like a you know a minor league field. It's like 17,000 seats or something like that. So I don't think that there's going to be an outing down there. I think the tickets are going to be very, very limited. So don't get your heart set on that. I mean, if there's ways for fans to get tickets, I think that'll be cool to go down. But, but as far as the group atmosphere, I there, doubt is it. Is there three different games down there? Three games. That's what it's series is yeah it's a series but just like they did like fort bragg it was for the military like you can't just get tickets to these things so there's a lot of people on twitter that there's are a like lot of people booking their tickets already i'm not even kidding go, but <laughs> don't get your heart set on it it's late april uh if i can get a ticket i'd like to go i don't think that we're going to do an outing so uh, i'm sure i'll write a whole blog post about this but if you want to write this down grab a pen next year 2020 are four away games of the year will be da, da, da. philly Philly in uh, July. That's a big one. You haven't been there in a while. Big one. You big one. heard that right. July 25th, Philly, which we've talked about on the show. We're kind of trying to bury the hatchet about how poorly we were treated back in 2014. And they assured that that will never happen again. So uh, this is our second crack going down to Philly. July 25th. So our first away game will not be until July. So April and May and June, no away games. July 25th down in Philly. LA, like I just said, 8-8. Eight, eight. Two weeks later. We're going to be in LA, in California again. So it's a two week turnaround. So I don't expect the fans from the East Coast to go to California twice in two weeks. But Oakland, Oakland, when are we going to be back in Oakland? We may as well check it off. 822 in Oakland. And then September 12th is going to be a repeat. September 12th in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is great. Oh, I love favorite. Pittsburgh. Maybe mm -hmm. you'll try to come to that one if you can. September 12th. These are all Saturdays, guys. So Philly, LA, Oakland, and Pittsburgh. 2020 is going to be absolutely incredible. Absolutely insane. I can't wait. A lot of outings there. Uh, kind of back-to-back -back or lumped together from July till September 12th. So, so upset. look for the blog post. We're going to be writing about it. Lizzie's got to go to a wedding. <laughs> On eight eight, where are you going? No, on on eight seven, I'll be in a wedding in Columbia. You're in the wedding? No, Andrew's in the wedding. All right. Well, maybe they'll call it off or something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll miss you out there. So next year, no, nobody said I'm not coming. Well, you, it was on the seventh, the wedding. Yes, on Friday night. Columbia, South Co Carolina. Columbia, the country. How far oh. of a flight is that? <laughs> well, they'll have it direct to LA. I think I'm it's sure. like. 10 hours. It's worth it. 
if it's a but then it's, and then it's three hours delayed, right? Yeah, I don't know. West. I have no idea. You have more time. I have more time. And if you fly really fast backwards, <laughs> you could go back in time. It's like Superman. Mm. Um, so, uh, guys, circle your calendars. I'm sure I'll have a blog post up. It's one of my favorite days of the year to announce the schedule. So next year, that's what we got going on. Uh, guy that's calling from California. What's up, bro? What do you got, dude? First time, long time, big fan of the show. <laughs> Dude, I, um, for those who don't know, Brew, if you happen to see some photos that were circulating around our section from Saturday night. He's creeping And he's actually yeah. behind me, too. I forgot I put that behind me. <laughs> we should use it like a puppet. Like, every time he talks, yeah, yeah, yeah. bounce the head up and down. Uh, so, Brew was not at the game. He took a job offer in Cali. Good for him. Uh, bad for his uh, fandom. But uh, Brew was out. At the game anyway. You were there on Saturday. I don't even know who made this, but it ended up in my truck after the game somehow. I don't know who made it or how it got to the truck, but I pulled the truck into the uh, into the uh, bay here today, and I looked in the back, and I saw your face. <laughs> it's perfect because it made its way around the whole section like I usually do. So it was like <laughs> a really good I took a photo with him, too. So I don't know if I told you this prior, but I don't know if you're going to be in L.A. still next year, but 8-8, California. I know you're a Cali boy now. Are you going to stay out there full-time, or are you going to join us? No, I come back home November 1st. So I looked at the schedule today, and I was sitting there like the Mets are playing every California team that I'm seeing individually. Well, listen, dude, so, yeah, I don't know if we want you to come back. I mean, you left, and the Mets actually turned it around this year. So maybe you just stay in California full-time. Well, I'm, I'm there until the end of the season, and then the next season's a whole new season. There so. you go. Okay, All right. we'll see. When did you move back out there in the middle of next year? (laughs) Uh, I don't want to come back out here. It's not that great. (laughs) But I'm excited. Um, I saw some news this morning. Anthony Rendon, his contract's expiring. Mm -hmm. Should we make a jab at him next season? What do you think? I'll hang up and listen. They They should. I don't think they will. All right. It's kind of the two different answers there. But, um, you know... The other part of it would be, I, I guess Jeff McDill could play anywhere, but maybe he's the third baseman that you would look at next year if Cespedes is going to come back and Nimmo is going to be back as well. Um, but I, what's interesting about the Mets is they're up against the luxury tax, as odd as it is, going into next year, and I don't imagine them being very active in free agency. And it'll depend on what they do at Wheeler. Do they make him a qualifying offer? they try to re-sign him? They're already paying Stroman. We gotta like Rendon as a player. He is a heck of a hitter. I mean, just phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, we'll I, I still think Soto is the best player on that team, but Rendon is—he's in the MVP conversation in the uh, in the NL. All right, we're gonna do what's in the box next. So Lizzie knows whoever this is on the phone. What's in the box is next. But I want to touch on something because two guys who are in the media, in the press, getting a lot of shine, a lot, which. You know, take it for whatever you whatever's worth it if you want to take it as entertainment. Uh, the Bagel Boss guy was set to fight the hide your kids, hide your wife guy, Antoine Dodson, and that I guess fell through. But Bagel Boss guy is fighting in this like celebrity, let's use that term loosely, celebrity boxing match on September 6th, and they needed an opponent. So I don't know how this happened. Well, actually, I do know how it happened. They threw some money at Lenny Dykstra, and he said yes. So Lenny Dykstra is fighting the Bagel Boss guy. TMZ broke the news today. It's on September 6th. And you know what? I really had no interest in watching Bagel Boss fight Bagel Boss guy get in the ring. But now that it's against Lenny Dykstra, I think I'm a little bit intrigued. Are you intrigued at all? Or are you just, this is a waste of time, Pete? The latter. 
the latter. So big of us guy uh, who's 15 minutes of fame is now lasting over a month somehow is fighting Lenny Dykstra, who is just not a good guy. Lenny Dykstra is not a good dude. So I would love I, I think that Dykstra is going to win here. But I would love to see Bagel Boss Guy just catch him and, uh, you know, shock the uh, the world, per se, here. So I put up a poll on Orange and Blue thing earlier. It was only up for a little bit, so not that many votes. 250 votes. But Bagel Boss Guy versus Dykstra, who's going to win? And Dykstra with 79% of the vote here. Uh, I guess it's not uh, it's not must-see TV, but I'm interested to watch the the recap of this on internet on the internet afterwards. But I'm we'll not. see. Pete's not in try Pete's not interested and and uh, a lot of people won't be as well. But you know, he actually Howard Stern, the king of all media, who should not really be wasting his time with this, had Bagel Boss Guy in studio last week. I can't believe how this guy is still relevant. Like he's not what, a good guy what either. The hell? Yeah, it's 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 really weird. Loser. And you know, Howard can go from having like Paul McCartney on one day. Yeah, well, Howard's a really he's a tremendous interviewer. He might be one of the best interviewers out there can you right picture now. Picture him stooping to this level. They well, even have this guy on. I don't know, like. I, I I didn't hear what he I did to Bagel like Boss, but him. did he like kind of get into his brain a little bit? Not really. Or just Bagel Boss guy was sitting there with him? his promoters. They were trying to get Shuli, I believe, one of the guys that works for Howard, to fight Bagel Boss oh, guy. Okay. That's really what the whole purpose of this was. Um, but whatever, it's on the sixth. If you want to see uh, Bagel Boss guy get knocked out by Lenny Dykstra, but who knows at this point? Lenny might show show up like blown out, and uh, you know he gets gets taken out. Did you hear Joe Panic is a Met? I did. That's good. How about that? We didn't even talk about that yet. Yeah, Joe Panic. <laughs> so Joe Panic. Now, you know, I, I made the uh, the statement last week that if you're a local guy, you automatically you got a T-shirt. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Strowman shirt came out. Did Brad Brock get one? I, where did he grow up? Jersey too, right? Jersey, yeah. Shit, I don't know. Maybe I can cover them all and do like a Jersey There's boys. a lot of local guys now. <laughs> yeah. It's been busy time for that. Make over a local shirt weeks. and just have all the local guys on the shirt. But I think the first one we ever did was uh, Mike Baxter said Pride of Whitestone. Nice. Then the second one was, shit, I don't even know. It was Baxter and uh, and I guess Strowman and someone else. I think there was a third one there. I don't remember who else Matt's? had one. Oh, I'm sorry. Matt's, Matt's had one as well. But for us, uh, this is a kind Frazier? of- Frazier? We don't have a Fraser shirt. Oh, okay. I think we just did New York. I think that's what the, the deal was. <laughs> uh, I did design right something that got denied, actually, from the league. Like, we were talking about approvals before. I did the New York uh, font, you know, the the arched font, the road font in New Jersey. It didn't get didn't get approved, unfortunately. So, yeah, it is what it is. But if these guys uh, stick around, and uh, I guess they have to have a shirt now. I, mean, I declared local guys get shirts, <laughs> so I'll have to make it. But um, sorry. How are you feeling about that? Did you, did you see the Mets? Did you think the Mets were going to get it done? What they bring panic here when they were talking about it on Friday? Did you, and yeah, he was in the lineup that yeah, night. Yeah, no, it made sense right away for them to take a shot. And there's no reason not to. Like panic didn't play well in San Francisco, and he's had a couple of bad seasons in a row. And I know a lot of people say, well, you want to keep Guillaume around or give an opportunity to Ruben Tejada, who's having a, a phenomenal season at AAA. But to me. You always have those guys. You can always go back to Guillaume. You can always go back to Tejada. You got one chance to sign Panic and see if you can catch some lightning in a bottle, re-energize him being at home, being in a pennant race. Another guy who had a lot of postseason success early on in his career and hasn't played a whole lot of meaningful games in San Francisco of late. So, you know, I, I, I think it's worthwhile to bring him in, play him for a few weeks. Look, if he hits 200 and he's not doing anything for you, you can always go to a Guillaume or a Tejada as a bench piece 
going forward, uh, you know, back in, in, in September or whenever it might be. But for now, hell yeah. I was excited they signed Panic. He's in eighth. You know, you're not asking yeah, him yeah, yeah. to be a middle-of-the-line-up bat for you. You're not asking him to do what he did in the postseason uh, years ago for the Giants. You're just asking him to play a decent second base and fill a hole. And the Mets, they had a hole with all the injuries. Uh, he's got a glove, man. Yesterday, here. you know, proved it right there. You know, he's, he's, this guy's got a lot lot mm -hmm. to offer. Uh, and his first, uh, he was one of the first guys to ever play on the field at City Field. He's on St. John's. Yeah. And uh, back in 2009, they kind of warmed up the field for the Mets. I think the Mets played like a week later. So they had that, that college game out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, Panic was... Well, it was really cool. Great story. Great local guy. St. John's now playing for the Mets. It's awesome. So uh, let's hit this uh, Lumberland. And now it's time for everybody's favorite game. What's in the box? Presented by Lumberland.com. All right. So we got John in D.C. What's up, John? How you feeling, man? Hey, I'm feeling good. Lost my voice from the game, but I'm doing good. How you doing? Which game? Which game were you at? Saturday? Uh, I was at Saturday and Sunday. I made a last-minute decision to come up, and uh, great decision. Wait a minute. Is <laughs> it is this shtick or this is true? What was that? Is this shtick or you really lost your voice? Oh, no, no, no. I, I really lost my voice. <laughs> it sounds very painful, wow. but, you know, you're a champion for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, of course. Glad to be on. All right. So, <laughs> so listen, if you can muster up the voice box uh, power here, we need one, two, three, or four. Whatever's in the box, you win for free from our friends at Lumberland.com. What did you got? Oh, let's go number four. Number four. Nails. Number got four. Got a bat. Got a bat. Let's see what it is. I'll tell you what, John. You, sm you sound like Funkhausen. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, it's the team roster. 2019. Oh, that's awesome. So it's, Here a, we go. it's the team, most, uh, team roster Lumberland Bat Mug. Thanks to our friends at Lumberland.com. John, we got your don't, – don't say anything else. Uh, <laughs> we got your address. We'll mail this out to you. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Have Congrats, a good one, John. John. Nice is nice. Absolutely. That's, that's really cool. So uh, head on over to Lumberland.com. Check out all the different options Lumberland has to, to offer. Great bat mugs. Make great gifts for yourself, for your loved ones, maybe a groomsman gift. Lumberland.com. Use the special promo code OABT for 15% off your purchase. They got a whole bunch of different series. They got the MLBPA license, as you've just heard, with the roster mug. So you can pick up your favorite player. If they don't have a player that you're interested in uh, representing, give them a shout. They'll definitely be able to hook you up. And uh, that's it. Lumberland.com. 15% off. Promo code OABT. I want to talk about something really cool that happened yesterday. Uh, I got a text from... Kelly's aunt, my wife's aunt, saying that the organizers from Alive by the Bay in Bayshore wanted to invite us out for Tuesday night. So we are going to be out in Bayshore tomorrow night, a little last minute, uh, which Lizzie loves last minute uh, details I drop on her when we have an extremely sure do. busy week. Those are my favorite. So we're going to be out at Alive by the Bay tomorrow night. Like we don't have more things to worry about this week, but I'm very excited and, and I don't want to sound like I'm not great, grateful for the opportunity. So it is the last Alive by the Bay of the summer. So we just closed out our our festival series in Patchogue. That was great. Thanks for Patchogue for accepting our application this year. But Alive by the Bay hit us up and said that they are extending the offer for us to do a last-minute pop-up shop at 
at their their festival. So come on down. We are going to be in front of the Penny Pub from 5 to 9 p.m. And just like we did out in Patchogue, we're doing the same thing where each person gets a ticket with their transaction. If we pull your ticket at the end of the night, the transaction is completely free. We ask a random stranger. We film it so they know there's no shenanigans. We post it afterwards. You do not do not have to be present to win. If you win, we'll email you and give you your money back. If you happen to pay cash, we'll have to email you and send you a credit or a gift card for our site. But if it's a credit card, you're going to get your money back immediately. And we're also giving out free jerseys to every person who spends $10 or more. So last week, it was funny. People were like, I put this thing on the flat on the TV. It was all it flashed the whole night was free jerseys tonight. And people were like, what's a jersey? What's a was, jersey? What's a jersey was the number one question. And how is it free was number two. I'm like, well, it's not really free. It's 10 bucks. So people are buying, you know, two pins or a few decals, just getting to the $10 range. And, um, yeah, so it was really cool. Just uh, the exposure we've been getting just from driving the truck around is completely different from three weeks ago. So I'm driving on the LIE the other day to Alive After Five, and I shit you not, a dozen people on that 10-mile stretch pulled up cheering, cheering, honking their horn. Let's go, Mads. Like people are fired up. And I think just I might make that my daily driver for a couple months now, just drive the truck around because <laughs> it's a billboard now, and it's, and it's great. So uh, come on out if you uh, happen to be in the area. It looks like a great time. I haven't personally been to it yet, but it looks awesome. Uh, so what else is going on for you this week, Pete? Anything uh, exciting? Well, I'll be uh, not drinking today, so yep. I'll be on SNY tonight. That's oh. usually the best way to be able to tell if I have the uh, <laughs> McKellar in front of me or not. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be doing that quite a bit this week, Monday to Thursday on Geico Sports Night. So, I'll be on after the Braves games all uh, all week. Awesome. Yelling about the Mets. Hopefully so about winning. About that. winning. Yeah, let's do it, baby. So, we're in KC this weekend. If you're joining us, you definitely already got the email. If you haven't gotten the email, then check the whatever inbox for the email address you put on your order. So we're going to be out there on Saturday with 1,200 Mets fans. We're going to be tailgating prior, and anyone who's going to the game is invited. But the details, we kind of left them off the website on this one because we rented a tent. We got a DJ coming. Yeah. We uh, Barbecue, tacked on right? it. Yeah, well, it, the food isn't included. The food okay. or drinks are not included. But we tacked on a couple bucks per ticket to cover the, the tent rental and everything. So if you happen to be out there, come on and join us. We got a 100-foot tent, which is it's hot pretty big. City. You need I checked the tent. weather. It's going to be like 90 on Saturday, which isn't horrible. I mean, it's not. But it's humid a lot. I'd of rather times 65, there. clearly, but mm. it's going to be a fun time. So come out and join us. Just as long as it's not raining. It's not going to be raining. <laughs> as far as the uh, as far as the the weather uh, reports saying right now. So we're going to get to this extremely awesome giveaway from our friends at Foco. Now, if you haven't shared the show yet, do so. You have a couple minutes left. We're going to give away three. Three, mark them down. Three bobbleheads from Foco. The Stranger Things slash Mets mashup. We got the Pete Alonzo. We got the Mr. Met and the Demi Gorgon. I think that's how you say it. And uh, if you win, you're going to get all three. We're giving away uh, a package on Twitter and a package on Facebook. Lizzie usually takes care of the Facebook. I will do the Twitter. If you've won in the past, you cannot win. So we're going to check. So if you've won already this year, you cannot win. Uh, we're trying to... Branch out here and hit some new people. So you can't win every week. So hit that share button. There looks like there's a lot of shares tonight. All right, so, so you take care of the Facebook and let me know when you're ready. And I will fire up my cell phone here and get the Twitter ready. Uh, besides that, Jono put, is putting together a video from this past weekend. And expect that to be online soon, hopefully tonight. And uh, he always does a great job. And, and if you happen to be at the game, Andrea shot your photo. We're going to get that photo album up as well soon on Facebook. So look for that soon. Let me know when you're ready, ready. Lizzie. All right, Pete, you want to do the honors? Sure. Stop. Greg Eckert. 
Greg Eckert. Has Greg he won before? Ha- check the oh, inbox. Oh, yeah. Let's check. Hold on. Greg, you are the winner. Awesome. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And uh, Pete, let me know. Stop. All right. Let's see if this person's won before before I say their name. No, Is it they, mine? It, it's not you. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> JetsGirl0710. All right. Jeff Van. You win. Very nice. All right, cool. So um, I guess that's it. Roll, Stay hot. Hopefully stay hot. Got to win the series down in Atlanta. And then steamroll the Royals this weekend. I'm mm-hmm. really excited. Really, 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 really looking forward to going out there. I've been to Kansas City before. Great town. Clearly not with 1,200 people. So <laughs> it should be incredible if you're coming. I uh, can't wait to hang out with you guys. Saturday is going to be incredible. Power and, and light district, you know? Monday. That's where we're staying. Oh, wow. That's the district that we're staying in. I don't know anything. party in the summer. I actually had to ask Lizzie yesterday when I was flying out. I don't know anything. So (laughs) Thursday. You know what I need? I know that not everyone's barstool people here, but I think I need a Frankie. I think I need like a little assistant that could like keep me in check and do all the little things that that you can't get to. So maybe maybe that'll be the next thing. I'll take a Frankie too. We need assistance. (laughs) Yeah, we need assistance, right? Let's like Kramer going out and hiring Some the days, intern. But then other days, like if somebody's up my ass, like, oh, what do you need me to do? I'm like, go away. This <laughs> Just well, go away. You know, I don't want to be a dick, but, you know, not to drag this out here. But at the at the tailgates when I show up and I'm trying to get the truck ready, like even my dad, I'm like, dad, just don't. Don't talk to me for a second. Just please let me do my thing. It's like I got a certain system here, you know, and everyone wants to say, hey, how you doing? What's up? How you doing? And I just got a system going. So, yeah, you know what? I say I'd want a Frankie, but then when it comes time to actually like. like you're you're not very Hey, here's good my at- Twitter account. You go post something. Yeah. I'll be like. <laughs> Let me see it first before you push send, you know? You're not good at delegating things to do because you know how to do it and that's like the, your thing. It takes so longer it took, asking someone else to do it. It probably. took a while for you to, to like trust me with things too. Yeah, I so. guess. All right, guys. So uh, let's go, Matt. Stay hot. Keep this magical run going. 50 years since the magic magic happened for the Mets in 69. It would be absolutely incredible if this happened again. Ed Cranepool said yeah. it. Ed Cranepool said Pull it. Pull off at, another miracle. At that uh, that ceremony they had back last month. And uh, it actually is happening. So stay hot. Stay confident. PMA all the way. Let's go Mets. I didn't hear no bell. Whatever you want to get behind, just mm-hmm. do it. And we'll see you guys next Monday. Let's go Mets.